Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy and Nick Verzellini. Good afternoon and welcome into this Monday, August 29th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family owned full service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Dylan Bishop, happy to have you with us here. Be a rotating cast of characters uh, starting this fall season on the Sports Mix. Uh, sometimes I may not be here, sometimes Nick may not be here. Uh, we've got a lot to do this fall season. It all begins tonight uh, with Monday Night Mayhem on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 down at the mountain, the Neon Moon uh, Tavern on 45. Uh, Travis Bajant will co-host for an hour, I believe. Yes, from 7 to 8, Travis yes. will be there. Tyson Bajant will be on as well. And uh, we'll have Shepard Rams head coach Ernie McCook on for a segment as well uh, in the 6 p.m. hour. Uh, that'll be Mondays. Tuesday, Thursday, we'll have volleyball. You'll be the play-by-play voice here for volleyball on TV 10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. And uh, then Fridays and Saturdays, we'll have high school football, then Shepherd football, sometimes Martinsburg football on, on, on a Saturday as well. Uh, but it'll be a busy time for us, so rotating cast of characters for the sports mix this fall. Uh, talk about Friday night here. We'll start with the game that we had for you with Martinsburg uh, defeating Salem out of Virginia, 40-7. And uh, when you look at that score, you think, oh, wow, Martinsburg completely dominated the entire game. Everything's all fine and dandy. That's not the case. Uh, it was a struggle on offense in the first half. The defense, specifically the defensive line, kept them in the ball game along with special teams. And uh, then in the second half, the offense started to get going a little bit, but it, it could be that could be a big question. I, maybe it was just some things weren't working as they should but the key in this game a lot of players went down with injuries yeah they ended up having to rely on zion grantham at running back after an injury to Xavion kendall and already eric king was already out at the beginning of the game but grantham stepped up and played really well but like you said spencer the offense didn't really get anything going it was 13 to nothing at halftime and the one touchdown that they had in the first half was a blocked punt Return for a touchdown by Aiden Fleming. Yes. So, and then two uh, Brent Terwilliger field goals, one from 23 yards out, another from 22 yards out. Uh, that made it 13 to nothing at half. That's wrong. Is that it right? was 13 to nothing yeah, at halftime. 13 yeah. to nothing, yes. Yeah. And then there was really the second half when they started to get things going a little bit. They ran the ball up the middle with Grantham a good bit, just inside out of the shotgun, and it really started to work. But like you said, that defensive line of the Bulldogs just played pretty much lights out. Rashawn Reed was pretty much as advertised, the new transfer in from South Carolina. Uh, he played really well, so did Xerxes Yancey, and pretty much everyone on that defensive line. Yeah, I, I had said uh, earlier in the week, last week, that I thought um, you know the Martinsburg defense is going to be really what might be the leader season and that was the case on friday night i think eventually the offense will really pick it up they started to in that second half uh but no hudson clement so that's a big loss for one of your weapons one of the go-to receivers on this team and i think you know bajan and murphy clement are still trying to get that chemistry uh with those 
new wide receivers. I mean, some guys are returning like Roman Pearson, but those guys are all taking now a bigger role uh, without Hudson being there, without Jacob Barrick being there. So, uh, you know, they're trying to figure things out, I think, on the offensive side of the ball too. And you have those running backs go down. Grantham eventually provides a spark and maybe has earned a spot as a, a key member of the offense here moving forward. I think he looked really good as a nice, you know, kind of undersized back that still has some power, um, really good footwork and stuff like that. I think Murphy got that big touchdown run. So the offense will be there, but I, I really do think that this defense is the strength of this football team, at least early in the year. And, uh, they'll still be, you know, a dominant football team. I mean, Salem's a good team, so I think we have to consider that too when you watch that first half back. I mean, Salem's got some good athletes. They got a Virginia Tech commit and Chris Cole, so, or offer. He has an offer for Virginia Tech. So, I mean, they have some good kids on that team, and uh, they showed that in that first half, but Martinsburg really did start to pull away uh, once they got their offense going, and I think the offense will come here in the next few weeks and that's why you play these tough non-conference games uh to really prepare your offense yeah and you know you look at the net yards i think it was uh you know it's something that we're not used to seeing we're kind of used to seeing an aerial attack for this martinsburg team as they have that spread offense 195 rushing yards 102 passing yards they did only give up 46 rushing and 61 passing uh so just over 100 yards given up uh, nine for 20, though. Murphy Clement did not have a pass attempt in this game. Uh, they did run 52 he had offensive that one pass, plays. Didn't he? It's not, he's thought, not listed on here. Yeah, I thought he completed a pass. I thought it was, uh, yeah, he had like a 39, 40 yard pass to Jameer Hunter, I thought. I don't know. I'm looking at the official stats that we were given. Yeah, maybe that maybe they missed that one. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. But I remember that play, too. So, yeah. I don't know. Murphy Clement did obviously either, have either that 71-yard yeah, run yeah. that uh, kind of broke things open in that ball game. Uh, Grantham, you mentioned he impressed five-yard touchdown run with uh, 6:25 left in the third quarter. Then a Bajant one-yard touchdown run in the first or in the fourth quarter. A uh, touchdown pass uh, for Salem Clement with a 71-yard touchdown run, and then they closed things out with a. Uh, Jameer Hunter reception, 27-yard pass from uh, Travis. Now I'm getting all these Bajans in my head from Ezra Bajan. <laughs> too many me. of them. We're talking about too many Bajans on this show, <laughs> which is not a bad thing, I guess, if you're the Bajans. Yeah. Um, but uh, didn't expect that at the end for them to throw it. But I think that was kind of good for, for Ezra Bajan because he didn't have the best game that he could have had. Yeah, it was good to sort of thing to build on towards next week because they were going deep a good bit to Jameer Hunter. He looks like he's going to be their deep threat. They try to like take the top off the defense with, and Ezra wasn't really able to connect with them until that very uh, last touchdown there when it was 33 to Which seven. Which I think personally is a confidence booster. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's the kind of thing you can bring in the next week. And it's for, for him and for Hunter, uh, because it was probably two or three times down the field. He tried to go deep and, maybe you know hunter had the look there but it was just a little off target you know still a little rusty in week one probably get the little get the jitters out early season stuff like that so it's something they can build upon but i jameer hunter like we said he could be the guy to step up coming over from spring mills and he sure looked like he's going to be their deep threat receiver he definitely did here's the post-game interview i had on the broadcast with uh, murphy clement and head coach Britt sherman 
Yeah, down here with head coach for the Bulldogs, Murphy, or excuse me, <laughs> Rich Herman, along with Murphy Clement. And we'll start with Murphy. Uh, you guys faced a lot of adversity today. A lot of guys went down, but it was next man up mentality, and you guys were able to come back and come through really, and seem like it was a full, full team effort in the second half. Yes, sir. Yeah, we just we knew it was going to be tough. Last year we had a, guy, a bunch of guys going down, and had to be next man up, and it was same same for this game. What'd you see on that run there, 81 yard touchdown? Um, saw a good block by number five Zion, and a good block by um, 17 Malachi. Set me up, couldn't do it without all the blockers. Just had to finish it. And then you started start off the season one and zero. Next week you guys have Musselman back. To now over to EPAC play, get a big win with versus an Ohio State team. Yes, sir. We just can't fall off. Every every we got to treat every game like it's the biggest one. We can't let anything go. We still got to go the hardest every game. All right, thanks, Murphy. We'll let you get back to things now. We'll move it over to Coach Britt Sherman. And obviously, we talked at halftime, and it seemed like the offense just wasn't really there. But in the second half, you guys were able to put some drives together, and it seemed like figure some things out. Well, you know, credit Salem. They have a great coaching staff, too. And, you know, they came out and showed us something that they hadn't showed us in three years. And, uh, you know, played a little bit of different defense to us. And it was my fault for not having us ready for that. But we come back out, and we, got, we ran the football. All right, our guys up front just took control. Zion Grantham did a great job, and I can't say enough about him. He, he's a kid that, you know, oh, he's never going to play here. And he has worked extremely hard in the offseason, and he's hungry. And Malachi Williams, the same thing, comes in at there, there at the end of the game, and he's a hungry dog. And uh, just both of those guys were extremely amazing for us tonight. Injuries were a big factor in this ballgame for you guys, but it seemed like we talked about this last year. It's just an X-man-up mentality. Yeah, and we'll lick our wounds and see what see what happens when the dust settles. But uh, it is. It's a nice man up. We can't we can't do anything about a lot of times with injuries, and, and guys are waiting their turn. And, you know, we've told them all camp, but there's guys right on your heels that, that can play as well. So those guys did a good job stepping up. Seemed like that defensive line continued what it did in the first half and then the second half. Yeah, just lights out. Just eating up blocks, get, getting penetration, um, doing their job, you know, doing their job. And like I said at the beginning of the year, when we came out, and the uh, trash cans and all that stuff were out and we were running through our fronts, we knew it this year. It wasn't new. It wasn't all, oh, we're doing this and that. We knew it. We had leaders teaching it. And so the guys have just done extremely well with it all the way since May. And, you know, you chalk this one up as a victory. It's a big victory because it's one of the teams that you put on the schedule to challenge your team, but one of the best teams in the state of Virginia. Yeah, I mean, they've not practiced on Thanksgiving only one time since the year 2000, and they played the quarterfinals that week. But just a, a, a great school, great tradition, uh, 4A powerhouse in Virginia, and, uh, you know, that's, this is the teams that we want to play. We want to challenge ourselves. All right, Coach, congrats on the win. All right, that was Coach Britt Sherman along with Murphy Clement that I had on the field during the ball game on Friday night. And, uh, you know, just to wrap up this Salem uh, game for Martinsburg, it, you know, it looks good on it looks it looks good on on the you know you look at the scoreboard. It looks forty to seven, but uh, obviously Coach Sherman and and his crew have a lot to figure out this week when it comes to injuries because those were some key players that went down. Yeah, they've got a lot that they can build on. And uh, do we know who exactly is out and, and in? Nope, or probably won't know that until Wednesday. Okay. Um, but uh, you know, hopefully those guys heal up, and you know, you hate to see somebody's season end week one for injuries and they look tough being down on that sideline i was able to see you know see some things and they they 
you know, hopefully they, they get back and they were able to play this year because they honestly all looked like they were in the same area of the body. Right, yeah. It, from what, what They were an upper body or... injury, it appeared, and they all, you could just hear the players screaming at points, sitting, you know, trying to get things worked on and, you know, you know, hopefully everything works out for them and hopefully nobody's out for the year. Uh, but, you know, it's next man up mentality. That's what we just talked yep. to. Uh, that's what I just talked to Coach uh, Sherman about in that postgame interview. And, you know, they did it last year. They had a few key guys go down at certain points in the year, a couple before the year, and, you know, some guys a few games into the season. And uh, they still went out there and won the state championship at the end of the day with, you know, four or five less guys that were expected to contribute heavy to that team. Right. When you win so many state championships in a row or, you know, nine in 11 years like it's been, you don't do that unless you're – backups that you have on your team when they step up into the starting role they can just be do pretty much the same thing that the starters have been doing so as long as that continues to be the case then they can still be the favorite in the state to win the state championship again as long as they you know have those guys that can step up yeah i mean braxton todd was our player on that team you know, ended up going to Bowling Green on a full ride, and you know, he missed most of the season last year, and they still won the yeah. state championship without him. So uh, Martinsburg will find a way to replace those guys, but it is definitely you know not something you want to see, especially for you know some of the seniors that went down. You know, if the, that's the last time you play football and stuff like that, or, or one of your last times playing at, at this level at least. So hopefully, you know, everybody comes back healthy, and those injuries aren't as bad as they did appear, but. It, it it definitely did sound pretty bad based on what you were telling us, Spencer. Yeah, and uh, you know when you look forward to this week for Martinsburg, they'll play. They'll host Musselman. Musselman uh, shut out Spring Mills twenty-seven to nothing, and you know Spring Mills still, you know, building as a team. We've mentioned this for the last month or so about about the Spring Mills team, uh, but you know, quarterback Baden Hartman really led the way for Musselman. He uh, went eleven of fifteen. For 143 yards and a touchdown wall, so running for 54 yards and two rushing touchdowns, uh, so that's three total touchdowns for him. Of the, uh, I, I'm not sure how many touchdowns there could have been four. Don't know if they missed an extra point or it's two field goals in there as well. There's two field goals. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, but so all touchdowns in that ball game were scored by Baden Hartman, a guy that missed a lot of last season due to injury, and it's his senior year. We talked to him prior to the season and. You know, he doesn't want to go out. Him and his senior class don't want to go out as losers, and they really showed that on the, a big opening night shutout victory, 27 nothing over Spring Mills. Yeah, Ray Thomas caught one of those touchdowns. So, you know, two of the leaders on the team, two of the guys we talked to on EPAC All Access, making a, a big impact on week one for Musselman. And Musselman, you know, started kind of slow. Spring Mills had some good stuff early on, at least defensively. And I know Coach Thomas – uh, read a little bit of his his quotes in the in the journal, and uh, he said, you know, we started slow, but I was pretty happy with the defense. Thought the offense could clean some stuff up early. So it sounded like the typical, you know, week one defense tends to be ahead of the offense early in the season. Uh, there's a lot of penalties probably for the offense early in the game, and then once they kind of figured things out, they really were able to roll and, and get that 27 nothing victory. So Musselman now has, you know, this week two game. It's Martinsburg. It's a huge game. Uh, We'll talk about it more later in the week, but definitely a good start to the year for Musselman. I think Spring Mills, about what we expected. I I didn't, I thought they could score. I know they got into the red zone once, but they had some sacks and a penalty that 
uh, kind of negated that any only real chance at scoring. Um, but, you know, Musselman's a tough team. We knew it would be a tough week one uh, for Spring Mills. So now Musselman really starts that part of the schedule that's going to be extremely hard each and every week. And uh, Martinsburg will be that really tough opponent for them on Friday night, but always a fun game when those two schools get together. So a uh, big rivalry. Looking forward to that one. Yeah, and, you know, looking at this Musselman team, we, we talked about them being on the road for four straight games, including three EPAC games in these next two weeks are going to be huge with the two EPAC games remaining on the first four weeks of the schedule. And then, you know, Sharando is on the schedule for the 16th. They're playing Jefferson this week. Uh, then Morgantown, Hedgesville, Wheeling Park, Washington, Bridgeport, Parkersburg. And, you know, that's a, arguably one of the toughest schedules in AAA this season in the state of West Virginia. But looking at Spring Mills, they'll play at Washington on Friday, then South Hagerstown next week. So, uh, if they want to get a win, potentially, you know, you could see Washington go down 0-2. But I don't think Washington's – this is so hard to predict this EPAC because Washington, yeah. they're a very hungry team, and I know they don't want to win two week, lose two straight games, and nor does Spring Mills. Somebody's going to go come out of this game 0-2. The other's going to be 1-1. One one. Yeah, that's rough. Because if Washington can step back and, uh, you know, bounce back from last week against Hedgesville because Hedgesville looked really impressive. So it's not even necessarily a – you know, slight on Washington, how that game ended up going. But I don't, the Spring Mills game can be the measuring stick there to see, you know, what Spring Mills' season is going to look like and what Washington's season is going to look like. It can be a very telling sign there. Yeah, I think that's a big game uh, for both of them. I think, you know, the winner of that game could really maybe push for a potential playoff spot. Or if you lose, you know, you're sitting there 0 and 2 and. You, know, you dropped two games in the EPAC, so you're already kind of behind uh, some of the other schools that are probably going to be fighting for playoff spots with you. So uh, it's a big game. I think that should be a pretty close one, too. I think that should be a good one. Yeah, and then you look for Hedgesville. They'll be home against Warren County. Warren County 0-1 out of Virginia. They lost to Clark County 40-7. to So potentially you see Hedgesville going 2-0 and here. They have a very tough, tough team. And uh, I, I think they could go 2-0 with a big win this week over Warren County. But the other team in the area that played on Friday as um, Jefferson got a win over Millbrook out of Virginia, 27-22, to and that seemed a little close. Yeah, it was all Jefferson early. They were up 20 to nothing, and then things just kind of started to fall apart in that second half. They only ran 15 plays in the second half from scrimmage, so... Uh, it wasn't a great second half for Jefferson after a pretty impressive first half. The good things it good thing is is that their quarterback uh, Goins looked pretty good, and uh, Harrich got in there as well, and he ran in for a touchdown. So I think there were some positives for Jefferson. They really didn't get Evan Tool going. He only had about 65 yards going or rushing on the ground. So that was kind of surprising on I think 16 carries. So not a great average for him. Uh, but the quarterbacks played well enough for Jefferson. I think that's the big positive. Spencer Powell catches a touchdown in that victory. And Quentin Goins threw for two touchdown passes and rushed for another. Yeah, so uh-huh. they had good outings out of the quarterbacks. Uh, I think Harris had a rushing touchdown as well in the victory. So uh, that was the positive for Jefferson. It just kind of defensively, they 
maybe let some things off and, and let Millbrook bank into the game, but also maybe Millbrook's a much improved team from that one and nine season. So overall, uh, a decent win for Jefferson. I think they're happy with the final result, happy with a few key things from the quarterback, but still have some room to improve. And I think the fact that you blow almost a twenty, almost blow a twenty nothing lead is definitely not something to be happy with. But at the end of the day, they found a way to get the win, and that's what's most important. Yeah, definitely a little concerning there if you're Jefferson. The fact that you were up twenty nothing and then you ended the game winning twenty seven twenty two. Uh, and, you know, then this week they'll be playing Sharando, and Sharando got a huge victory, 54-8 to over James Wood in their conference, uh, or in their district, I believe, out there uh, in Virginia. But it's not going to be an easy one for Jefferson again this week because Sharando looks to have rebuilt some things this year. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one for him. It's going to be interesting. I want, I think Jefferson, to me, is the most interesting team when it comes to seeing their EPAC games against everyone because again they're they lost a really great quarterback in sammy roberts so and they still have their big running back that can step up and their new quarterback looked pretty good in his debut so we're gonna see what happens i think that's gonna be the ones that i can't really predict but i'm gonna be very looking forward to seeing the results we'll have to wait and find out here as the song i will wait is our out song this segment That's segment sponsored in part by hagerstown ford revolutionizing the car buying experience buy your next vehicle online they'll deliver it to you if you don't like it they'll take it back and go to hagerstownford.com for more on their side of this break we'll get into shepherd and wvu football that's after this two minute break you're tuned the sports mix on talk radio wrnr and tv 10 these days of Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. We've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepherd Rams quarterback Tyson Bagent. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axel Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. Golf season is in full swing. Hi, I'm Ron Springer, head golf professional at the Woods, and I'm excited to announce that the 6th Annual Tournament of Champions is back for another exciting year thanks to our presenting sponsor, Jordan Flooring. This year's tournament schedule is here at the Woods. is bigger than ever, so gather up your buddies and try to qualify for the area's biggest golf event. A list of the many qualifying tournaments held here at the Woods can be found at thewoods.com, or you can find the list in the Round the Panhandle magazine. Have fun and benefit the community. After an incredible run to the national semifinals, the Shepherd University football team is back in action. A thrilling season on TV 10. Five seconds, throws, and so got Tarek! He got a foot in! Wow! Touchdown, Shepherd! Join us on Thursday, September 1st at 5.30 as the Rams kick off their season in New Haven, Connecticut against Southern Connecticut State. Right here on Comcast Channel 10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. 
You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Dylan Bishop. Happy to have you with us again. It'll be a rotating cast of characters for us on the sports mix this fall uh, with a lot of stuff going on for us this uh this fall with all the sports uh we do get breaking news that uh it is breaking i guess you would say but you will hear it at approximately 1 35 p.m today on talk radio wrnr as uh neil brown has officially Named his quarterback, which will have the WVU press conference show here from one to two from the Thunder, the, the excuse me, the Mountaineer Sports Network, and it is in fact, drum roll please, JT Daniels. wasn't expecting anything. No else. way. No Shocking. way. Shocking. I thought it was me. <laughs> Coach lied to me. Wow. Hey, is that why you it shaved? Pushed Nick down the depth chart. Yeah, I, it's a requirement for all WVU quarterbacks. <laughs> It's like the Yankees. <laughs> but JT Daniels, shockingly, not shockingly, named starting quarterback for the Mountaineers. We all expected it. Uh, I think he was just playing the waiting game uh, just to throw off Pitt. Yeah. Or <laughs> they know now. Keep so JT Daniels know. motivated in well, practice or whatever. West Virginia didn't know uh, Pitt's starting quarterback until Thursday, officially. Yeah. They're both USC guys. No. Yeah, I thought Pitt named the USC guy. Yeah, Keaton yeah. Slovis. They're JT both. Daniels isn't. He JT Daniels. Then he went to USC. Graham Harrell was the... I thought he played at USC. Didn't he did. Graham JT Harrell? Daniels originally committed and as a freshman went to USC. Then he transferred to Georgia. And then he transferred from Georgia to West Virginia. Thank you. But Graham Harrell was most recently there, the OC for West Virginia. Yeah. Yes. They were they were both there at the same time for was at least the OC a year. And quarterbacks coach at USC from 19 to 21. That's yep. how they got him, probably. Yeah. Yeah, great. Before that Graham Harrell was at North Texas and you know, he started making a name for himself there under uh Seth Latrell and they're kind of When they had the, that big year North Texas did. I remember that watching yeah. them in the in conference USA. Yeah. Uh but JT Daniels not surprisingly named starting quarterback for West Virginia. Uh, I wish Colin was still here. Get his take that meant nothing because we already know what it was <laughs> right uh but again thursday 7 p.m 7 p.m no is it 7 p.m shepherd no we're or, talking about oh it does still wvu yeah I, I can't remember too many times are i being think it thrown is out seven here. seven or eight too many times are being thrown at me at, at all times this week it is 7 p.m we'll have coverage for you from the mountaineer sports network at 4 p.m uh today at one o'clock you'll you'll hear the re-air I say re-air because it is happening as we speak in uh, the WV football facility. Uh, the Neil Brown press conference show from the Mountaineer Sports Network includes, uh believe, from last year, what I remember is it will include the Neil Brown presser, uh, be able some one-on-ones with players and as well as coordinators. So I believe you'll probably have JT Daniels and potentially Graham Harrell there too as that's the big announcement for West Virginia. And then tomorrow from 6 to 8, which most of the time will be Thursdays from 6 to 8, is the Neil Brown coaches show. Uh, that is for these Thursday night games will be moved to 
uh, Tuesday, and there's quite a few Thursday night games this year for West Virginia. I believe three or four, including that Virginia Tech game uh, at the end of September. Yeah, it's either Oklahoma State or Baylor is the other one. So they do have, I believe, three Baylor. Thursday games. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Yeah, the Big 12 is trying to get on Thursday nights a little more to get themselves a little more exposure. Not a bad thing. What do we think about this matchup? We officially got the matchup of the of the two transfer quarterbacks. I I think it's going to be a really interesting game because I think the all signs should say that Pitt should be favored in the game, but it's a question of like how good is Keaton Slowis going to be compared to Kenny Pickett, really, because Kenny Pickett did you know put up good numbers last year going into the NFL. You know maybe first round was too high for him, but we'll see we'll see how that works out. Yeah, not too bad in preseason at least, but and it's it's really it's a it's hard to predict that game because it's two guys that are coming into from different schools and playing their first games under these offenses. So it'll be Fair interesting. Point. It I guess you'd have to give a slight edge to the home team, but I don't want to say Pitt's going to win because I, I don't want to say that. Pitt is ranked, but preseason rankings, as we know, don't really matter too much because it's just a prediction based on last year for the most part. So, mm-hmm. And they don't have Kenny Pickett anymore. They don't have their top wide receiver anymore at Pitt. So there are some big question marks, I think, for the Panthers. And WVU, it's a kind of make-it-break-it year for Neil Brown, I think, in this team. So I kind of give the edge to the Mountaineers even though they're on the road because I think Daniels is a more experienced quarterback at the very least and while it is a new team for him they do have some exciting pieces coming back on the outside Uh, they got some good defensive players coming back so there's a lot in place for the Mountaineers to be a pretty good team this year um, and, and get this win over Pitt but I mean Pitt has had more recent success so maybe you give them an edge and it is at heinz field or Acresher stadium Acresher stadium yeah if i recall correctly the only reason keaton slovis really got playing time at usc was because jt daniels got injured they assuming that they were there at the same time at least that's how jt daniels ended up you know falling down the depth chart and then going to georgia and i think the same Good thing point. happened to georgia and so that's how he's ended up at wvu so JT Daniels was that five-star guy. He was supposed to be the next man up for, for USC. And it was really Slovis was one of those guys that got the opportunity because of injuries to step up and look better. And then uh, guys like Jackson Dart as well. So I, I think if you're just going off of their experience at USC, JT Daniels should have the upper hand in the quarterback matchup. Yeah, you definitely should. And now let's move transition over to the game that uh, we'll have locally for you on TV 10 WRNR TV on YouTube Thursday evening. It'll be a 5.30 kickoff uh, from Southern Connecticut State as the Rams will travel up there. We'll travel up there as well for a 5.30 kickoff, 5 p.m. pregame show. Uh, we get the news on Saturday from Chip Ransom that uh, the preseason uh, D2football.com poll had come out, and Shepard ranked sixth at 13-2. and two. Uh, Ferris State 1, Valdosta State 2, Colorado School of the Mines is 3, Northwest Missouri is 4, Grand Valley is 5, with Shepard at 6. Also looking on there, uh, Cutstown ranked 14th, California, Pennsylvania ranked 23rd, Slippery Rock ranked 24th. Uh, do we think it's a slight that they're all the way back to six? No, I think that's 
pretty fair ranking. Uh, I feel like I would have put them five, but yeah, five and six is not too bad. Those top four in D2 are powerhouses for sure. Yeah, Shepard's a powerhouse. Yeah, but it's kind of, you know, Shepard's a lot of, you know, they don't have as much of a two-sided, you know, team. They they were really led by the offense last year. The defense, you know, had their bright spots and low points kind of up and down where it was, but those top four have been, like, Valdosta State has been a powerhouse at the D2 level for years and years, as has, you Same know, Ferris. Yeah, Northwest Missouri State as well. So, I mean, one of those teams loses the game, you, you know, you beat a good team, you beat Kutztown or something, you hop over Grand Valley State or whoever, and suddenly you're at four, three, you know, yeah, just by playing too. your schedule. It's a much higher ranking than what Shepard got last year in the preseason. I believe they started last year in the twelve to fifteen range. So, uh, you know, they've they've been shown the respect of a top ten team at the sixth spot. I think I think that's pretty fair. Uh, you know, they'll have a few games here in the first couple of weeks. You know, where they're not where they should probably win pretty handily against uh, Southern Connecticut State at Edinburgh. I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, but then they'll start to get in the tougher part of their schedule. Cal PA's on there. Uh, of course, cuts down coming up. You know, Westchester. Those will be some really good games that probably show uh, how good of a team Shepard actually has this year. And I think they'll, again, compete like they did last year for the PSAC and make the playoffs again and hopefully have another great run. But looking forward to it on Thursday. Yeah, and we'll have more coverage throughout the week for Shepard right here on the Sports Mix. This segment sponsored in part by Arsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store anymore. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and his family owned and operated at 360 Hack Wilson Way right here in Martinsburg. You can go to Orsini's.com for more on their side of this break. Uh, we'll get into some NFL news, some sad news off the field for the Commanders, uh, and uh, some injuries for the Steelers. We'll talk about that, plus some more next on the Sports Mix. You're tuned in right here on Talk Radio WR on TV 10 back in two minutes. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute offers world-class heart care close to home. Our board-certified physicians are performing groundbreaking procedures using cutting-edge techniques, and that's why we're expanding our services to every corner of our region so you don't have to travel far to receive the great specialty care you deserve close to home. We're now accepting new patients at all four convenient locations in Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Shepherdstown, and Winchester. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, world-class heart care close to home. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. 
Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this Monday, August 29th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Rated WRNR and TV 10. Excuse me, TV 10. Uh, Spencer, Nick, and Dylan rocking with you today. Again, we'll have a rotating cast of guys. Colin will be on and off. We'll, Nick and I will be on and off. Dylan will be on and off throughout this fall season as we've got some busy, busy schedules uh, with a uh, lot of stuff going on here for us here at Talk Rated WRNR and TV 10 this fall. It all begins tonight with Monday Night Mayhem, Mayhem from the Neon Moon Tavern. Yeah, Thank you, Nick. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix right here on Talk Rated WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Dylan hanging out with you today as uh, we continue on this edition of the Sports Mix. About 15 minutes left in today's broadcast. We will talk uh, some NFL uh, preseason ended over the weekend. The Commanders and the Ravens went at it. It was a 17-15 victory for the Commander, or excuse me, the Ravens, not the Commanders. The Commanders did deke everybody and say that the starters will get some playing time in this ball game. Yeah, they didn't. Oh uh, well, one starter did. Who was that? Jamin Davis. Yeah. Well, he struggled, so that makes sense. But. Let me pull up a tweet here from J.P. Finley, Team Insider for NBC Sports. He is on the record as saying, let me find it because now he's tweeted the press conference that we'll talk about some more here. Um, Basically, he thought that Ron Rivera said that because Jamin Davis was going to play, that that the starters will – play a little bit because he wanted Jamin Davis to play Jamin Davis, who's a first-round pick, but he's known for his struggles at linebacker. Yeah, and uh, Commanders could have won that game because Joey Sly missed a field goal in the first quarter, so if he makes that, they win it and they end the Ravens' streak. Yeah. But he obviously missed, and the the streak streak continues. The streak rolls on. You can't beat the Ravens in the preseason. 23 straight. I, I think at this point it's just like insane that that's happened so so many consecutive football games like i know it's not something that really matters but it's just it is it is like a sign of good coaching here i've got the exact tweet from jp finley he said quote i think the whole reason ron rivera said that he might play some starters tonight is so he could play jamin davis and nobody would suggest he's a backup davis made the first tackle of the game for washington so i think it's all about strategy here yeah yep their coaches love to just like well, it's also against purpose. the Ravens, and, you know, Harbaugh likes to do the same thing. It's true. Uh, and not, one other thing, too, about uh, the Ravens' streak that I saw today was pretty impressive. The Ravens have the most players in the NFL that were that e- were either drafted by the Ravens or signed their first contract in the NFL with the Ravens that are currently active. Like, there you go. That's not surprising players. at all because it does feel like every time – uh, one of their guys goes into free agency. He signs with a team, and you know he sticks around. And I, every time they usually in a draft cycle every year, we'll get at least one undrafted guy who yeah. sticks on a roster, and eventually, you know, he leaves and goes to another team. I so, think at one point they had a streak of like twelve consecutive years with uh, a guy making their active team out of undrafted free agency. Uh, it's just good scouting, good player development, good coaching. Uh, 
really just up and down even after Ozzy Newsom left and they switched to Eric DaCosta at GM who had been under Ozzy Newsom for so many years that and John Harbaugh just being a great coach all right well before we wrap up talk about the game for the commanders and Ravens uh Sam Howe got the start played the whole game Taylor Heineke dressed as the emergency quarterback uh but Sam Howe 24 of 35 280 yards one touchdown no picks on the ground eight carries 62 yards average of 7.8 a pop uh that gives him 342 total yards for the game I mean that you look at those two lines that looks like a starting quarterback yeah that's the, that would be a good game from any quarterback and I mean NFL yes it's against the NFL thirds game. and the fourths and the guys that are not going to be on the team in two days right. but yeah his for a wide rookie, that was a fifth round pick his wide steal yeah his wide receivers and offensive linemen are the are the backups too so that's what he's playing he's what he's what he's throwing to what he's being protected by so I think I, you give this a couple years yeah he, he can, can he can he hang could either be a very very good backup a starter or trade bait and a starter on another team in a few years yeah there's no reason why he couldn't be as long as he keeps this up and plays this well in the preseason and we see like a guy back in the day for the ravens who was kind of showed off in preseason was tyrod taylor and eventually of course they saw that once he left the ravens got a starting job that he did pretty well for himself at least for a few years in in buffalo yeah he had a few different good stints uh and I watched about three-fourths of the game on Saturday, so I thought Sam Howe looked pretty good. I uh, looked pretty composed out there. Um, there were definitely a few you know, times where he took some sacks and stuff like that, so it wasn't like he amazed you completely, but I thought he looked solid, uh, especially you know being out there with a third-fourth string. I think overall it's a pretty good preseason for him, and they'll continue to develop him under uh, Carson Wentz moving forward. Yes, and uh, injury news from that game. Not really a football player, Nick. Uh, Not a yeah. football player at all. Yeah, Poe goes down. The Ravens mascot. At halftime. Probably tore his ACL. Yeah. And look, he got tackled by a kid who was in full pads, and uh, <laughs> he went down. And he looked like his leg buckled underneath him. So that's rough. That's why you don't play your starters in preseason, that's right, true. Nick? That's <laughs> true, yeah. And the Steelers learned that, too. But uh edgar and allen you know they haven't been on the team in a while they've gone to just one mascot and poe so you know do they maybe try to renegotiate with edgar and allen get them back on the squad and which one too edgar or allen i mean allen's kind of the middle man he's the middle child yeah all right go 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 with edgar the the veteran well some more serious news here yesterday off the field uh Brian Robinson Jr., running back, rookie running back for the Commanders, projected to probably be the starting running back, uh, was shot twice in D.C. He is out of surgery today. He is uh, actually has a chance he'll be discharged this afternoon. He posted a story on his Instagram saying that the surgery went well, uh, but sad news that uh, he got shot yesterday an off day in D.C. That's yeah. crazy. That I mean – we see that like every once in a while in the NFL, something like that happens. But glad that you know he turned out all right, and it's, it seems like he's going to be okay in the end. But that's just a crazy story to have happen, and yeah. especially you know this close to the season. And wasn't he projected to be like the, the starting starter. running back? Yeah, because Gibson kind of had some fumbling issues, and yeah, which is crazy to me. Um, it's a quote quote from the Metro DC Police. Uh, from their PR director, says it was a, quote, carjacking or attempted armed robbery. 
uh, had gone into the district to get something to eat, they said. The incident happened shortly before 6 p.m. yesterday on the 1,000 block of H, H, H Street Northwest in D.C., uh, but Ron Rivera updated it this afternoon in the press conference and said that he could play this year. He'll probably go on the non-football injury list, which means he's out at least four weeks, but uh, thoughts and prayers continue to be with him throughout his recovery, yeah. and uh, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Camp Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We'll wrap things up on the other side of this break. Talk a little Nats and O's. Uh, a streak over for the Nationals. Happy about that one. We'll talk about that when we come back after this two-minute break. Tune in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Hefley Motor Company, just off I-81 at 993 Hedgesville Road, is a family-owned and operated business providing the Eastern Panhandle with the highest quality pre-owned vehicles and customer service since 1997. Hefley is a pre-owned Carfax Advantage dealer. We're proud to be your partner serving the community. You're local, we're local, so why not buy local? Call us at 304-267-7172 or see us at 993 Hedgesville Road. And if you want to sell your car, we buy cars too. Check us out at Hefley.com. Hefley Motor Company, a nice place to do business. You've put up with your water long enough. It's time for Sunset Water Services, your local water solution since 1989, to fix your water problems. Get better tasting, better smelling, and better looking water today. Say hello to drinking your own delicious water for pennies per gallon. Say yes to healthier skin and hair and to softer and brighter clothes. Sunset Water Services delivers your bags of salt to you, so they'll save your back too. And our products come with a one-year satisfaction guarantee. Call 304-754-9031 for a free water quality test today. Sunsetwater.com. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your August 29th, 2022. Brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors. John Everson and Phil McCoy and call them Airprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Dylan Bishop, happy to have you with us here. Got a few things to check in on on this final segment of the Sports Mix. Nats, they got one yesterday from the Reds after uh, losing the first two games, uh, but that win yesterday ended the streak of 43 games without a starter getting a victory. And you know who that starter was that got the victory for the Nationals? The guy that nobody thought could do it, and Patrick Corbin. Isn't that crazy, Nick? 
It is. It's like a different. He's honestly been a different player since they skipped his start and he had a couple extra days. Yeah, he's had some uh, good outings here recently. I feel like we talk about this a lot on the show that Corbin has seemed to really turn some things around after really just being dreadful throughout most of the season. But uh, he's pitched decent and continues to pitch better and better, it seems like, each game. And ended that streak for the Nationals, which is an insane 43 games without a starter getting a win. Uh, Don't see that very often. No. I feel like the Orioles might have had something like that at one point. Usually, you know, bad baseball teams. but uh, Oh, I'm sure someone did, yeah. yeah. I mean, not that long because it was obviously the longest. Uh, but Patrick Corbin in the game yesterday, six innings, four hits, two runs, only one of them earned, one walk, five strikeouts. That one earned run was a homer. He went six innings on 82 pitches. Uh, so maybe he could have kept things down. Could have gone for another inning. I don't know. Hunter Harvey came in, went one one inning, gave up a hit with two strikeouts. Carl Edwards Jr., one inning, nothing. And then Kyle Finnegan getting the save, his eighth of the season, one inning with one strikeout. Uh, so only four or five hits given up in the whole game and none after the – none in the eighth or ninth inning, which is pretty good for the Nats, who are continuing to improve with some young guys. Uh, speaking of young guys, Friday night – uh, Cade Cavalli made his major league debut. Not uh, not great. Not, not not great at all. Four and a third inning, six hits, seven runs, two walks, and six strikeouts. Now his ERA sits at 4.14, and he's now 0-1 after the loss. Uh, but didn't expect him to come in and be Strasburg. Yeah, Something it's hard to leagues. come up in your first start and just dominate. Uh and he wasn't really dominating at AAA. I think he has like a 3.41 uh, ERA at AAA. So not too surprising there. But I think that the talent is definitely there with Cavalli. He'll he'll develop into something, I think, eventually for the Nationals. It may be a fourth or fifth starter. Uh, but it might take him a little bit to get used to it at the MLB level. And you know, definitely has good stuff and some uh, room to improve. But, I mean, it's your first start. So it's not usually going to be amazing. Yeah. Unless you're like one of those really top end pitching prospects. Yeah, he'll pitch again Thursday against the Athletics at home four oh five start. Uh but now over to the Orioles, Nick. Yeah, they were able to take two out of three from Houston, which is impressive. I mean you you'd like to see a sweep there for the O's, but taking two out of three, really good pitching. Uh, as of late, Dean Kramer had a great game on Saturday. The night before that, Kyle Bradish had an incredible game. And even Austin Voff uh, pitched well yesterday. Former Nat. wasn't well enough for the win. So, Orioles seem to be getting back on track. But it's going to be tough in that wild card race. There's so many good teams there kind of in the mix. And Seattle still has, I think, a two-and-a-half game lead on them. So. They're, staying, they're keeping themselves in the hunt, though. It's a one-and-a-half game it's not a one and a half for now? Toronto. Toronto. Yes. Okay, yeah. The Mariners have been hot, so. Yeah. Uh, it's a two-and-a-half for the Mariners and a three-and-a-two-and-a-half. No, three for the Tampa Bay over the Orioles. That's how it sits in the top three. Uh, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix tonight. at uh, From 6 to 8, Monday Night Mayhem, Talk Radio WRNR TV 10. And uh, right after this, you'll hear the Near Brown press conference show. So for Dylan Bishop, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Bowie saying so long. We'll talk to you tonight for Monday Night Mayhem and tomorrow on another edition of the Sports Mix.
You're listening to the Panhandle Leader in Sports Coverage. Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg.